welcome to episode 2 of my female podcast. Thank you for being here. I kind of unofficially decided that I will release an episode every last Wednesday of the month and here we are on the last Wednesday of Feb. I hope you've had a good month so far. I realized recently that new podcasts are supposed to do this thing where they drop a few episodes at once and here I am with my second episode only. But it's all good because this is all experimental anyway. The only thing that I'm going to stick to is the last Wednesday of the month thing. Besides that, anything goes! This month I talk a bit about transitions in terms of the commute and in terms of life transitions. I also reflect on a movie that I watched when I was 11 and now that I'm 31. Okay wait, that's 20 years. Now that I'm 31, I have very different thoughts on this particular movie. I also share with you which two new Korean dramas I'm watching and why I'm actually quite excited about these two. This month, the Korean portion of the podcast is not going to feature lyrics, it's not a song, no quotes, it's just a message from me to my grandfather who passed away in 2013. I'm assuming they have a translator up in heaven so he should be able to understand this right. So yeah, that's about it. Here we go! So, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the way to work in a grab car. A grab car is basically our version of an Uber. Initially, I was quite frustrated. Oh, let me put my phone on silent. Yeah, initially, I was quite frustrated because I didn't want to get out of my house to go to work. I just wanted to work from home. It would have saved me about an hour and a half of time that would have gone in, that, that you know, could have gone into prep, lesson prep. And the fact that I was in a rush was just very frustrating and annoying. I wasn't too happy about it, but once I was in the car on the way to work, I realized that I needed that. I needed that commute to kind of wind down before winding up again to emotionally and mentally prepare for my work day. It just occurred to me that that space, that transition, that transitional space where I could just kind of let go not worry. But I've realized that it's like that, or it was like that as well when I was a kid or a teenager. So when I was a teenager, we were living with a family member whom I didn't particularly like and because of that I would stay out longer than I was supposed to. And I didn't really have a space in my house for myself at the time. In school, I mean, you know, you're just surrounded by your friends, hanging out and stuff, so you don't really have alone time. Because I also had a pretty strict curfew, I couldn't really go out as much and even if I did go out, I would feel like, okay, I have to go out with my friends because they would keep asking me and then not, I'd be like, oh, I can't, my parents, you know, won't be okay with that, so I'd have to go home. So whenever I could go out, I would prefer to be with my friends because I could spend time with them. But that also meant that I didn't have time to myself. That's why when I was in school, the commute was really important to me. So on the way home, I would be kind of winding down and a pretty funny story, um, which did not feel funny at the time. There was this guy who, you know, he was a bit more old fashioned and he was like, oh yeah, you know, a guy should send the girl home if he's interested in her. And we lived quite far apart so there was really no need for him to do that and I didn't want him to do that because I just wanted to go home alone like I needed my time on the bus I love bus rides because when you sit by the window you just watch the world go by and 
it's another case of yes somebody else is doing the work somebody else is is doing the driving and getting you to your place and you can just kind of sit and let go and I needed that I wanted that so I told him you know you don't have to send me home I'm fine I can go home by myself and he was like no no I have to send you back and I'm like ah, okay but you don't have to and I think at some point I insisted that I wanted to go back on my own because I really really did I can't remember what I was going through at the time but I do remember it was one of those days where I just needed some alone time and I wasn't gonna get that at home so anyway I insist that I'm doing this going home by myself so I'm on the bus he's looking at me from the bus stop and for some reason he thinks that it's a good idea to board the bus and I was like why are you back on the bus he was like I saw you looking at me through the window and I thought that you changed your mind and you wanted me on the bus and I was just like no and yes, yeah, so that was one of the most uncomfortable bus rides I've ever had, which was not fun at all. But now that I think about it, it's just crazy how teenagers get very into their heads about these kinds of ideas. But going back to the whole idea of the commute as a space of transition. So my mom, incidentally, on the same day that I had these reflections about the grab ride in the morning, when I came back, my mom was talking to me about how she also, on the way home, had some kind of revelation and it wasn't, it was actually a bit different. So when she ended work, she had a whole list of things that she wanted to accomplish at home and she, because she was going off the high, um, that adrenaline at work, she felt that, yeah, you know, when I get home, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do every single thing on my list. But when she eventually did arrive home, she realized that the commute had completely exhausted her. It had taken everything out of her and in a way she kind of wound down for the day. Um, I do relate to this to a certain extent because it got me thinking about coming home from work and it's it's a bit different from coming home from school. Like when you come home from work, well actually no, I, I feel like my school days are so far away that I don't even remember every single trip about my journey back from school. But anyway, sometimes when I have had a particularly tiring day, or a day that's gone particularly well. When I come home, I'm just exhausted. The commute just drains all of the energy out of me. And I think it's supposed to be a good thing. I think that your mind is kind of telling you like, okay, there needs to be some kind of separation between work and play. You shouldn't have to be working and putting out this level of energy or working at this level of energy rather at every single point in the day. The commute is that transitional space where you get to kind of sit back and relax and just wind down. And I know I've said wind down like a million and one times so far already, but this whole thing about transitional spaces led me to think about transitions in life. And that's a whole other story, right? Like when you're transitioning from one stage of life to another, it's it's quite tiring, it's particularly difficult, mainly because you don't know where you're going. So when I left my full-time job a couple of years ago, I just wasn't really sure where I was going. Now I feel like I have some kind of idea, but initially it was terrible. It was the whole emotional, um, toll of having been in a toxic workplace was 
it took a really long time to process and get over. I guess, I guess that's it, right? Like I came into this recording thinking, oh, let's talk about transitions and talk about how the commute is so peaceful and even if it exhausts you, there's a certain sense that okay, you can let go, you can relax. But why is it that when we go through life transitions, why is it so difficult for us to get used to? And I guess it's about knowing at the end of the day what uh, what our destinations are. If you're in a cab or on a bus home, you know that you're going home and home has that sense of familiarity. You know what to expect, even if it's a home that you might not particularly like or a home that you might not particularly want to return to. There's a certain sense of possibly monotony, I don't know. Um, and an awareness of what to expect. Whereas if you're going through a life transition, it's very difficult to figure out where you're actually going. It's difficult to figure out if you're actually on the right route, on the right path. There's no GPS for life. That's the thing that's quite scary. And I found that time and again, it comes back to having a certain sense of confidence that you will make everything okay. And I think that many of us don't believe that about ourselves, which is unfortunate because, well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like I was raised in a space where I was, I was raised to be independent, but at the same time, I'm always expected to kind of like check and make sure that I'm doing the right thing. And this doesn't have to do with my parents particularly, but just the general sense of living in Singapore. You always feel like you have to adhere to the rules and you have to, you know, like even when you're a student, you have to check with your teacher to make sure that everything is okay. Even when you're writing an essay, they would be like, oh, make sure to refer to the model essay. And it's always about models. It's always about replicating something that is that has already been tried and tested as opposed to trying and testing something of your own and that lack of exposure to creating your own life leads to a dip in confidence especially when your life starts to take a turn that you might not have expected and also i think for many people their lives seem to go exactly the way that they think it's going to so i've you know i know a couple of friends who they got a job after university and you know they got married and now they have kids but there's still that sense of like okay why do I not feel as satisfied and that might be because they haven't actually taken the time to figure out what it is that they actually wanted perhaps in that sense even after they've reached their destination they're still kind of like okay where like what am I doing here and how like I know how I got here but why am I here and I guess it taking all of that together it, it comes back to the need for purpose and and I suppose purpose gives you direction even when you don't know what your direction is I don't know if that makes sense it kind of does in my head but I don't know if it makes sense to you what I mean is that you know if you're on a bus and you don't know where exactly it's going if you know the kind of bus or the kind of vehicle maybe that you're on if you if you're okay with being on a bus instead of a limo or if you're on the bus that you want or if you're on the bus with a friend whom you trust or a partner whom you trust then that makes the journey a lot easier even if you don't know where the destination is i think that's definitely been true in my case being surrounded by people who keep telling me that they do think that i'm capable of some level of success and being with a partner who doesn't 
undermine me has been very all these things have been very restorative to my mental health so perhaps instead of the destination instead of the vehicle the most important thing that you need to navigate a transitional period in your life is people just one person who is always on your side would make a difference yeah what do you think I'm 하세요? 그 사람 지금 할아버지를 안 괴롭혀줘? 그렇게 바래요. 나는 뭐 나는 똑같아. 나 남자친구 생겼어. 결혼할 거예요. 음 다음 년 집도 구했고 근데 결혼은 해도 할아버지 없으니까 좀 슬퍼요. 좀 슬프는 거 아니에요. 많이 슬퍼요. 아니 진짜로 이게 뭐예요? 아니 약속했잖아요. 항상 같이 했다는 거. 아 진짜. 뭐 어떻게 다시 만나요? 타임머신 타면 만날 수 있을까요? 타임머신 타고 싶은데 그 이유 때문에 한 번만 한 번만이라도 만나고 고맙다는 말 전하고 미안하다는 말도 전하고 싶어. 이 팟캐스트 하는 나라에서 들을 수 있나요? 거기 인터넷 라디오 같은 거 있어? 있겠지? 그럼 이걸로 고맙고 미안하는 말 해볼까? 아니야. 여기서 안할 거야. 아니면 다음에 못 만날 수 있잖아. 그래, 그래. 지금은 그런 말안 해. 한 번만 꿈으로 와요. 아니야, 한 번만 아니야. 일주일에 한 번? 그런 것도 가능할 수 있잖아. 하는 나라에서면 할수 있는 거 아무것도 할수 있잖아. 꿈에서 만나요. 사랑해요, 할아버지. 안녕. The part of the podcast where I talk about TV and I tell you what I think about the shows that I've watched. It's the part of the podcast where I talk about movies and I tell you what I think about them. Ooh, new theme song. Ooh. <laughs> Hello. Recently, I watched a Tamil movie, which led me to watch another Tamil movie that I watched when I was 11. And this one's called Minnale. It's about this guy played by Madhavan. And he sees this girl dancing in the rain. 
I think the actual suplexer is Rima Sen and this didn't occur to me when I was young but just oh god playing in the rain I really don't like the rain like because it means that my back's gonna get wet my phone's gonna get wet my earrings are gonna get wet and then I'm gonna have to figure out how to make sure that everything still works anyway he sees her dancing in the rain and of course he falls in love instantly because you know love is all about seeing someone from far and assuming that you might be interested in them and might be interested in spending your life with them and I honestly don't know why I found this romantic when I was 11 but the story is basically about how he then gets her personal information by lying to a friend of hers and he finds out that she is going to be married off to someone else except she's not met this other person and this person is supposed to come down in a week to spend some time with her to get to know her before they get married so in order to prevent her from getting to know that other guy Madhavan's character decides it would be a good idea to impersonate that guy so he spends like a week with her and throughout this week he's constantly like oh you know I like you very much do you like me and he keeps coaxing her and coercing her to admit that she is interested in him she's at some point all like yes I really like you will you marry me and just I mean dude five days is not enough for you to decide whether you're gonna want to marry this guy or not she then finds out of that it's all been a lie and this is where things start to get really uncomfortable not that it was it was very comfortable at first right? he starts to get kind of aggressive and at some point he tells her you know you liked me too and if I wanted to do anything to you you would have been up for it and you should just be glad that I didn't bring you off somewhere and do anything to you and I'm just sitting there like oh is that so is she supposed to be grateful that you didn't bring her into some random garden and rape her like is that where you're going with this how how am i supposed to take you seriously as a male lead if you've just basically told the female lead that she should consider herself lucky that you didn't rape her even if he i know i can't i know where the character was coming from when he said this but dude no Please take your male privilege and pack it in a bag and go to hell home because nobody needs you. Of course she falls in love with him and they end up together and when I was 11 it was amazing and I loved it and I was like oh this is one of my favourite movies. Now I'm just like dude what did I watch? 171 minutes of sexual harassment is not what I thought I was watching when I was 11 but the thing is why did I like it when I was 11? Why didn't anyone come to me and say like, okay, you know, if somebody comes and does this to you in real life, it's not okay and you need to call the cops and it's none of this is okay. But no, everyone was like, oh, it's Madhavan, he's so cute. And I mean, yes, he's very aesthetically pleasing. But that is not justification for this kind of treatment of women. And I think that that's also something that needs to be interrogated especially when we re-watch some of these older movies, you don't get away with, or rather you don't get to get away with obvious sexual harassment just because you're good looking or just because you're the male lead and I'm supposed to be on your side. <sighs> I do have to admit though, the songs are amazing. I mean, I will never tire of the Minnelli soundtrack and I really do love the songs, but as far as the movie is concerned, I am not a fan anymore. 
In other news, I started a new Korean drama this week. Actually, I started two Korean dramas this week. The first one is called Hello Me. It is a time travel drama where a 17-year-old girl travels forward in time and meets her 37-year-old self and she is just appalled at the state of her 37-year-old self because when she was 17, she was this like hotshot, high-flying, most popular girl in school kind of student. But at 37, she is working odd jobs. She's actually working as a housekeeper for her very frustrating sister. There are hints as to, you know, something major having happened to the 17-year-old girl, which is why the 37-year-old turned out the way that she did. But it's hilarious how different the two of them are. At least that's from the first two episodes. I'm expecting that they will be they will be more and more similar in time to come. I kind of know where the story is going. I mean, it's that kind of typical arc where you have an adult who doesn't really believe in herself as much and when she encounters her past self, she realizes that, oh, you know, I used to be this way and I used to be, my life used to be so different from now. So what changed and, and what, how can I go back to the way that I was before? Che Kang Hee plays the 37 year old version of the character and I do quite like what she's doing with the role so far. I like her dramas in general, I didn't really like the first drama that I saw her in which was 7th grade civil servant but I really 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 enjoyed her portrayal of um, a socially anxious individual in Heart to Heart as well as her portrayal of the detective Ajuma in Queen of Mystery. She really really brought it home with that show. The 17-year-old character is played by Ire and wait what? She's 14? So yeah I'm on her Wikipedia page right now and I'm seeing that she's 14 years old. She does not look 14, she definitely looks 17, but she does look very familiar, so I'm like scrolling through- Ah, okay, she was in Memories of the Alhambra as Jung Miju, which was the female lead sister, who is infinitely much more likeable than the female lead in Memories of the Alhambra. She was also in Startup as a younger version of one of the female characters, but I don't think that she had a very prominent role there, so this is probably the next most prominent one. Um, after her role in Memories of Alhambra. Very interesting, very cool. The other K-drama that I'm watching is Vincenzo, starring Song Joong-ki. Okay, so when I saw the trailers for this, right, so the poster just has him standing in front of this Yen-looking building and it's black and white and then it just says Vincenzo in golden words that remind me of old Mafia movies and the Mafia connection is legit because he's the legal counsel for an Italian Mafia in the show. In the first episode, he comes back to South Korea and there are shenanigans. So I thought it was going to be very intense, slow burn, the kind of show that resembles perhaps Forest of Secrets, you know, in terms of like vibes and stuff. But it's hilarious. It's so funny. I don't... It, I Do you hear how I'm struggling to describe the show? It's so funny. At first I thought that the tonal whiplash that I was experiencing was just a result of like bad editing and after a while I realized like no this is the show. It's poking fun at itself. It's poking fun at how seriously this character is taking everything and it's absolutely brilliant. There's a splash of political uh, actually, no, not so much politics, but this is a splash of like corruption and, you know, the themes are heavier than what you would get from a rom-com, but it's delivered 
in a very light manner that I feel like you can enjoy it at the end of a long day. So yeah, these are the two shows that I'm watching. Are you guys watching any shows? Are you guys re-watching old shows and realizing that they are not quite what you thought they were? If you are, just let me know. That's about it for TV time. the end of episode two of my female podcast the secret podcast i'm telling no one and everyone about thank you so much for sticking through and being with me all the way i hope you have a great month i hope you have a great march i will see you next month bye